So it's episode four. <laughs> we uh, we're going to have a guest today, but we are practicing caution with social distancing. Okay. So we've postponed that until next week. Uh, we are working on a way to uh, remote our guests in because this may be the new normal for a while. Yeah, quite a while, I think. Technically, um, we're not six feet apart. I just realized that. It's okay. It's only for are people. Okay? It's only for gatherings ten or more. I think. Okay. Yeah. So we might get sick, but who knows? We touch the same surfaces. Yeah, it's too late at this yeah, point. It'd be okay. We're keeping it to ourselves at least. Um, so let's go ahead and run the titles, and then we'll talk a little bit about current events. Season two. Let's yep. go. So, um, season one postponed because yeah. of uh, Rona season. Rona season. Did you coin that, or did you no, see that somewhere? No, it's from Nelk. That's a YouTube. Oh, okay. Group. Uh, it's a couple guys out in Nelk. They're actually from Canada, but uh, they just drink a lot of Corona. They've got merch. <laughs> they, they've got merch called Rona season and okay. everything. Like it's a, one of their one of their kind of things. And then they um they. Now I have a shirt that says Arona a day keeps the virus away. And it's the Corona season. I mean, it's the coronavirus icon. Right. And he's got two little arms holding two Coronas. Wow. So it's like. I saw a uh, Spotify playlist. Coronavirus playlist. Quarantine to me, playlist. Yeah. It, is that not a little uh, opportunistic? <laughs> what do you think? Matter. Doesn't matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think there's enough. I think me and Jay were talking about this earlier. I can't find. I can't find anyone who's legitimately like freaked. Sure. For the sickness. Yeah. Maybe you are. I don't know. Definitely not for You're the scared sickness. Scared of getting sick? No. No. I did joke with Nick about that he, uh, or I told you about this too. I feel like through November and December, he had it. Right. Like I feel like it's already made its rounds through Eastern North Carolina. So we'll see. I was just uh, over at Food Line and uh, probably 20% of people there had masks on. I mean, it was just pure chaos. Yeah. Everybody was just loading up anything and everything they could find. I mean, now that all the bars and restaurants are closed, it's, you know, shopping carts full of beer and frozen pizzas and, yep. I mean, everything that you can think of. Yeah, I loaded up last night. I went and bought enough groceries to, like, but I bought things that could last. So if three weeks from now we're told to stay home, like, officially stay home, I can live three weeks from now. But it's not like... I'm freaking out and locking my doors tomorrow. Yeah. And even then it was empty. Well, I think as long as the, uh, you know, the Uber Eats and, and the various uh, deliveries and drive throughs and whatnot are still open, it's, yeah. you know, I, I don't think there's true mass panic until something like that happens. Now, becoming an Uber Eats driver, that's opportunistic. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, hey, or, I mean, you do what you can. I mean, how many people are losing uh, jobs or, like restaurants closing and yeah. you can't even be a, a waiter or waitress anymore? There's nothing wrong with being opportunistic unless people don't like it. Sure. You know, out of spite. I don't care. Sure. It's like it's solving a problem. It's So what about the guy that got 17,000 uh, hand sanitizers? Is he not being, is that not a little excessive? On the hey, he's, a, side? he's a hustler, man. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I <laughs> totally agree he's he a hustler. Free time. Yeah. I, would, I would buy some some from somebody. Yeah. Probably not hand sanitizer, but like soap and toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't find toilet paper anywhere. No, it's, I went 
and that was the second time I've been to Food Line right before the show. I went at right at seven this morning just to, hey, maybe they stocked overnight. And I'll be, yeah. you know, first one in to grab it. Oh, but, there's probably people who are just sitting. I saw a meme that said the people who are winning at the coronavirus are the extreme couponers. <laughs> there's, yeah, stocked up, ready to go. But I bet you there's a lot of people who are going to buy toilet paper in bulk once it actually gets leveled out. Yeah. And then we'll never have another crisis like this in our life. But they'll have a closet full of toilet paper just in case we ever do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's funny to watch on Amazon uh, and just search toilet paper, do a refresh. Something will come on there and it'll it'll be shipping from, I don't know, some random place, like $75 shipping charge. And it'll say like, you know, seven left, refresh, three left, refresh, gone. Yeah. You know, and... I mean, it's just impossible for them to keep up with it. They actually just announced that uh, they're no longer shipping anything that's not uh, related to, like, primary goods. Yeah. Um, they, they're they also hiring 100,000 people. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and then everyone in the warehouse and driving delivery getting $2 raise. They made that announcement publicly, too. Not such a bad thing. I wonder if Amazon employees heard about that beforehand. You know what I mean? Like, if you were off and you read it in the news, or they send, like, a company-wide email. I was going to say, how do you think they distribute something like that? Email? Or, like, a morning meeting? I don't know what I don't know what day-to-day is like. I mean, how many people are going to, I mean, warehouse people check their email on it, right? Like, we live on email. Yeah. You're probably right. Like a memo. They, they probably saw it, uh, most of them, in the news. Someone, so, I, they may have sent it out and tried to do their best to get it to people, but it, there's probably a fair amount who saw it on the news first oh we got a raise today and they saw it from the news and it's like is this true yeah check your email oh, i never check my email <laughs> and they go check their email oh hey got a <laughs> nice uh nice little raise today 15 percent. yeah we're gonna work you like a dog for the next two months but yeah. you get two more dollars an hour for the next two months too so it is temporary it's so, not it's not permanent yeah so they said uh with this in mind we're temporarily prioritizing household staples medical supplies and other high demand products coming into our fulfillment centers so that we can more quickly receive, restock, and ship these products. Pretty much holding on everything else. I wonder what they're doing with uh, the grocery side of things, like how they're handling the whole food side. I know that's still happening. Uh, I mean, it's still there. It just says, like, when you go to check out, you can add stuff in your cart, and it yeah. just gives you that warning of, hey, we may not have this. Yeah. I saw – I was telling the guys earlier, I was – I went last like I was going last night. And I wasn't getting like exorbitant amounts of things. I was getting like two or three here, two or three there. Like yeah. I got two boxes of cereal and uh, stuff like that. But you could see like clear sections, like Pop Tart section, completely blown out. <laughs> but like all the healthy bars, still there, still there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, so if you like, either you're going for the cheapest or you're going for whatever is the most easy. So like I eat Nutrigrain bars at home for breakfast a lot. So I was able to get my two boxes of Nutrigrain oh, yeah, bars, nice. like I always do. Uh, one strawberry, one blueberry, for those who care. Um, and then I, I wasn't concerned by the Pop-Tart box being blown out. Right. Have yeah. you seen the memes of the uh, the meat frozen sections? And it's just it's just the vegan refrigerated foods I was, that I are I saw left. that, yeah. The plant-based <laughs> stuff. The plant-based stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did see here, I went to three grocery stores through the weekend. Because um, I kept checking back because... My fiance doesn't have any toilet paper at her apartment. That's a problem. Yeah, luckily I had like an eight pack, so I was able to give her some. But like we just kept checking, like genuinely needed it. It yeah. was not in crazy hysteria, and um, kept checking different places when we would go buy them. And all of them 
all of them, all the meat was gone. The six different times I went to the grocery store over the weekend, all the meat was gone except for the fish. In Food Line, Walmart, Aldi, and um, Target. Wow. I so guess uh, so North weird. Carolina doesn't eat seafood? I guess not. I'm, I'm talking like legit fish too, yeah. not shrimp and crab and stuff like that. Like sure. actual like salmon fillets, whiting fillets, tilapia. Wow. So if you like salmon, like I do, I picked up salmon last night, but I didn't get any like hamburger or anything like that. Like you can't find hamburger anywhere from what I'm hearing. Wow. It's crazy. It's going pretty wild. That's for sure. But so, I mean, how, uh, let's, let's bring this back to, uh, to agency world and you know, what are we seeing and, and, um, you know, what are we seeing with others right now? I mean, everybody's closing, not closing, but a lot of agencies are working remote. A lot of the bigger ones in our, our state yeah. anyway, but I think a lot of that has to do with the amount of people they have. Sure. Um, so I guess that's, that's wise in that regard. And then seeing a couple <clears throat> who are being pseudo optimi- opportunistic in regards to like, we're here for this community, here for the community. And then they, swing it back with some type of like pivot offer which is which is good but i feel like it needs to be like two separate things yeah to me personally yep i agree like closing all the restaurants at five o'clock well your favorite restaurant might be doing online ordering now because their their waitress drives for uber sometimes and she can drive she can't she doesn't have a dining room to serve but she can drive and deliver food yeah so it's how you know that same restaurant may need to be letting everybody know hey we do online ordering well, digital advertising, they are available. You know, let them know. They're on their phones right. more because they right. can't be restaurants or anything. Continue to show them that. Or they go to your website to see if you do online ordering. So adding those features. So it's kind of like, whereas this company that I'm, I'm referencing, one of the main ones I saw, they're kind of like, they were early on this, hey, we'll switch you to e-com. Let's go. Sure. Whereas this is kind of like, we're – the right message, in my opinion, should be we're able to move quickly to allow you to accommodate and still serve your customers. Right. So, like, building out an online ordering yep. thing, you know, even if it's as simple as a form that we would That's actually, so I uh, wrote out a letter to our clients last night, and that was uh, speaking exactly what you just said. Uh, you know, we're here, still available, can turn things around quickly for you. You know, just reassuring that whatever capacity it is, you know, we understand. Here's our backup plan. Here's this. Here's our availability. Um, you know, we're it just simply a we're here for you, and yep. nothing is. We've not been upended. We're here. Um, and I actually one of my bullet points in that, and I had written it out, and I and I erased it was, it was going into um, you know, talking very specifically about what different opportunities there are right now that you could capitalize on. Of course. I could not figure out how to word it without it sounding like we were truly being opportunistic. So right. it was like, a, Hey, here's all these great, nice things that you're saying. And, you know, reassuring, you know, my dollars with you and, you know, something as simple as just, you know, my website being hosted is, uh, you know, hosting is not going to go down things along those lines. And then it's, uh, here's an opportunity for us to make more money yeah. in this. And I would just, it felt to your point that should be twofold. Save that for, for another day. But yeah, it's, like we talked about this this morning, we had a lot of people, like web several website clients yesterday, call us and say, "Hey, we need to add an alert bar. Hey, we need to add a banner. Hey, we need you to make this. Hey, we need you to make that." And then 
just before this started, we were, I was talking with one of the designers, and he was talking about all the ads they're making right now. It's like, hey, we offer online ordering, or hey, we're still open, or blah blah blah. You know, sending these new, yeah, these. So it's it's nice to see how people are. They're not immediately running away from what they're doing. They continue to use it as a tool, yep. you know, which is which is good because both of us had a conversation yesterday morning when I came in. It's like, oh yeah, I just know calls are going to come in. Yeah, you know. And now these aren't like huge money making things, and we're not like going crazy over them. But the fact that these restaurant owners are being said, being told to close at five, and they immediately turn around to change their messaging, not their plan. That's right is encouraging that's right it is um, very much so they've got it i mean you have to adapt to survive in anything yeah. and especially during times like these you have to i saw um in china it was the last two weeks uh this was a couple of days ago but the two weeks prior to that screen time was up 20 percent across the board and i was actually surprised it wasn't more than that yeah um and i just you know it's an obvious it's like what do people do you're home what yeah. do you, you're gonna have screens in front of your faces well uh, what do you do besides read or yeah stare at screen? Yeah, and if you're working remote, you're gonna have to be staring at screen even more. Um, listen to us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. We were talking about that earlier to do too. It's like whatever we do, we don't need to pause. Like we don't need to slow down with shows on the network. It's because like people, if anything, people have more time to listen. That's right. Slash watch while they're working, do whatever. Yep. Um. Yeah. I, I'm surprised it's not higher too. That screen time stuff. Yep. If not, just it probably that two weeks though, they probably got tired of it. They probably were like, this is driving me crazy. I need to stop looking at it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, how many stories have you seen, uh, you know, people coming together and singing, you know, together? Yeah, or yeah, I saw that. Things along those lines. I saw somebody share that and they're like, just so, just so everybody in my apartment complex knows if we're quarantined, this is what's happening. I was like, <laughs> you, fun. you would get some rocks, don't you? I know where you live. All right. Um, it, it's interesting to me too how things are going to roll out in regards to maintaining normalcy. Yep. So for us, for, for us, it's like for so long it's been time on computers, time at a desk, time on computer, time at home on the couch working, time at your kitchen table, doing whatever you got to do, working from your phone. It's it's like okay, we're just going to go work somewhere else now if we end up having to do that, or like having to forcefully do that mandatory. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people that are used to standing in front of people like teachers or restaurant workers or normal office people who are back and forth in meetings and they don't do any type of virtual stuff. The only way they communicate is via email and and they don't use Slack or any type of messaging system like that. They don't use a project management tool. Everything's through email or paper or spreadsheets or boards everywhere. Right. So it's having to upend. And I was, I was thinking almost a way of like, how do we extend that out to a client? Again, not seeing, not seeming opportunistic, but how do we extend out our like project management capabilities and facilitate them transitioning their business into a sure. long-term remote? Um, whether that be setting up project management, communication, all that type of stuff. But no, you're exactly right. I mean, how many we do this stuff every day, right? Working with different tools and applications and just virtual capabilities, right? And so many different companies just they've never had to deal with that, right? Yeah. And and so just even the, um, the how to, of you know, just a quick call with somebody of saying, Hey, we use this or, or whatnot, yeah. you know, that's some good content for us to put out too. And make a note of that. Christian. Yeah. We just put a pin 
Put a pin in that guy. All this content we're supposed to be making. Um, it's. I was talking about this earlier about how companies who are just starting. And we've got some clients like this who mm-hmm. are just starting, and like their their first year, like their story now is their first year of business. A pandemic like no other has hit the globe. Right. You know, if they survive. If yeah, if and, the big if. Yeah, and we we're talking about too is like how how many industries is this just gonna kill it is an entire industry just being gone yep. when we come through all this because we who knows how long it's going to last but i was thinking this morning about how uh you know i mean just in general through times like these in the last depression i mean this the typically you see the strong get stronger through these and if if you're smart about it and in our business it's like how many i mean we were truly we were truly the first digital only agency in this town and yeah. now today seven years later it's been i mean there's there's shops everywhere and um i really think which is fine there's plenty of opportunity for everybody that that's not what i'm saying it's it's more of you know hopefully all of these different shops with whether they're one man or or 10 man shops whatever that they can they can push through it i think yeah. the sad reality is you know not just here but everywhere obviously that we're gonna see some of these ones uh start to be weeded out and you know that i guess that's good for the ones that are in a good position because it's just kind of takes away anything that's just kind of nipping at your heels all the time yeah um but there's the the ones that kind of didn't adapt and pivot yeah back in the day um those are the one the ones that are have always it's it so let me articulate this so i don't step on too many toes but like I told Jay, it's our podcast. I don't care who gets offended. <laughs> um, if the the ones that we that were not digital when Red Shark came about, mm-hmm. it's and they were pseudo digital for a while, very shittily digital, and now now they've truly kind of just started getting it together. Like some of the some of the projects I've seen coming out, and, it's like in the last year, yeah, exactly, yeah. or in the last six months, really, truthfully. Um, two of them, a couple of the main ones, and some of them who are still doing it but not doing it well, and they, I don't even think they know they're not doing it well. I think this will, this type of thing will end up hurting more. It'll hurt more than the not being. Like they had a slow process. It's like oh, things are transitioning, but this is going to be transitioning fast. So we all know and, behind the scenes though that still majority of their business relies on traditional based, yeah. whether what they're projecting. Right. And, yep. and doing more and more digital that I think my personal opinion is that, um, it, they're, they're going to really struggle with times like this. I mean, oh, yeah, we, we, all, yeah. we all saw, uh, you know, I mean, obviously marketing budgets as a whole went down in 08, 09, but, um, you know, paid, paid advertising budgets during that time for digital only went down 9%. And I, I just think we're going to see a swing this time. It's not going to be a, uh, a downward swing. I think overall it's going to – that paid advertising dollars in, in the digital world is going to increase this time. I think it's going to increase because it's going to – they don't have – like you said, the screen time. Screen time's going up. Yep. The attention's going up. It's just figuring out the best way to capture that attention now, knowing everybody's going to be competing for it. Yep. And if you weren't – so I almost think it's going to – whether we see it through this or we see it afterward, I think there's going to be – I think it's going to boom 
I don't know when that's coming. You know, we're already know. seeing uh, cost per clicks, cost per actions going down, like yeah. on all of our uh, social campaigns, and that's that's a good thing in terms of the people that are going to stick with it, right? Right, and and they can capitalize. I think that'll to your point of hey, you know, overall it's gonna we're gonna see that uh, increase. That's gonna go back up, but for right now, that's an opportunity for. I mean, we you know we don't make any more money on that. that that's the client getting more bang for their buck with yeah. their paid ads. So do you think that this is something we haven't talked about yet? While several of these things we've talked about already before talking now, yeah. we haven't talked about this is, do you think that what does this mean for the niched agency? So we talked about that a couple mm-hmm. of years ago about niching into a certain industry. Right. And we, we still have a relatively wide net in regards to we're niched in the budgets we'll take in, but we're not niched in the clients we'll take. That's right. Or industry. So it's, I'm interested to see the ones who are niche down, how, like someone who only works with real estate agents. Yeah. Like, I think you're going to see the agencies that are truly, if they're, if they're niche down into e-com, they're going to do great. Yeah. Right. Think about uh, some of these agencies that are solely focused on retail or the travel industry. Um, I mean, they're just, they're getting annihilated right now. Yeah. So I'll show you a, a real world example from the last day or two. I looked at flights to why. Just because. Yeah, just because. <laughs> no, that's where we're going for a vacation. I mean, not vacation, uh, for honeymoon. We were going to do Italy, but then all this happened. Why? What happened there? <laughs> well, we'd probably be okay by the time we get there. Um, if you could get there, probably be a little less crowded. Unfortunately, that's, yeah. a, little, that's a little morbid, but anyway, um, we were looking at Hawaii just, just to be domestic. Cause you know, we're thinking be better than going over there to the, sure. the epicenter of all of it. And <clears throat> we looked at flights and flights for just comfort plus on Delta for, for two people round trip was going to be over $5,000. Ooh. Now Delta is kind of middle of the road in regards to expensive, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's not like the cheapest flight. Anyway, that same flight is we could we could fly around trip with one stop in the middle for um right at about nineteen fifty, I think. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. So it's I mean, it's dropped like crazy. That's incredible. And that's still I mean, that's a June flight. Yeah. That's not a that's not a two weeks from now, three weeks from now, four, you know, a month from now flight. That's a June flight. Have they updated their uh, policies in regards to refunds and cancellations? I don't changes? know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if the government shuts you down, I think you, yeah. you have to. I don't know how that works, but. Um, I mean, they're still, right now, I mean, they're still up in the air. I've yeah. got a buddy come down uh, to Wilmington this weekend from Chicago, and he just texted me and said, I'd, you know, I just booked my flight. It's less than 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would still fly. Yeah. Like me personally, I would go fly. Um, now, if I was someone who gets sick a lot, probably not. Sure. Exactly. You know, I would be smart about it, but I, I'm i not the person. Like I get a cold like once a year. Yep. And that's about as sick as I ever get. So. All right. But the back on the niche stuff, I think it's, you're going to have to pivot out. You're going to have to pivot out or do something different because – some of, these, some of these industries have a long uphill battle, and we're not even through. I think it's going to continue, continue like the rea- the 
the um, government level reactions are going to continue to shut things down. And when they when they finally hit, like they're just going to slowly slow down businesses. Not every, excuse me, not every industry can pivot the way the restaurants are. Yeah. And it's inspi- It's not inspiring, but it's just interesting to me the kind of resilience from those restaurant people. It is, yeah. Because yeah. it's scary. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's like even in if it was our industry and the government was coming down and saying you have to close your doors. Yeah. I mean, that's that's terrifying. All office buildings have to close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which may not be that far away. I mean, as far as just closing office buildings, but right. Um, you know, the scary thing with with those agencies that are niche down that far is that trying to figure out how to position yourself into something new and it's like well your entire i mean if you're you know super niche down to any of those and that's all you have all of your work to show i mean of course you're skilled and able to do other things but trying to position that to a new client of i don't know i think that's a tough sell i remember i'm in a group i'm in about that niche down they were niche down where they only wanted to work with breweries but then they said that they weren't niche down enough. So they only wanted to work with breweries that had a social justice um, undertone, like a reasoning behind it. So they niche down even further into this like very niche industry. And while I don't think the brewery, the yeah. industry is going anywhere, I don't think that was going to be affected crazily. It was interesting. But thinking about that person, like if the brewery industry all of a sudden got slapped with red tape and couldn't function, like, not only not only is the industry gone, but they've they've niched themselves into this weird, bizarre corner of it, yeah. and having to having to you float back up. All right, so you can go in the breweries, which are shut down. You can go into the public, you know, social justice style stuff. Well, if right now nonprofits are going to struggle pretty heavily because a lot of the grants and things that people would be given or donations sure. that would be funding them, yep. it's all on hold. Are going to be going to keep things afloat, you know. Um, they were just talking about in the next two weeks, everybody uh, getting a check. Yeah. So I mean, they didn't say how much, right? Uh, they were floating around a thousand per adult, five hundred per child, but nothing's been definitive. The only thing definitive, really, that and it's not even been signed, but I mean, they've at least come out and stated it was that within two weeks, Americans will receive that. Right. That's if you think about that as a whole, and with oh. somebody like uh, what's there four billion, four billion adults in the United States. No, that's not that much. In the U.S.? Yeah, there's 8 billion worldwide. Hey, we need a uh, factoid checker over here. What, what do we got? How many uh, How many U.S. adults? I feel like it's like 400 million. Yeah. Bear with us. What do we got? How many, what's the population of the U.S.? In 2009. Hmm? 209 million. So I'm wrong. Just flat wrong. You were a little off there. Yeah. Um, But anyways, I mean, where I was going with that was that that's just, it's unprecedented, right? Yeah. <laughs> For something like that to happen, especially with, um, uh, you know, uh, an overall conservative, uh, um, political leadership in in office right now. I mean, it's like you know, in terms of people kind of looking that looking at that as a handout, which you know, I I 
in a situation like this, the, the whole world has never been through it. Uh, you know, our country has never faced anything along these lines. I think it's completely, completely the right thing to do in terms of just overall stimulus. And, and I, I believe what they're trying to do is that they're trying to save Main Street right now. Right. You know, and before that gets wrecked and it, it again tumbles Wall Street. So I really think it's the right move. And it's it's good to see some of these banks coming out and talking about, hey, you know, we're we're gonna be here. We're gonna be the ones that this go around rely on us. We're not gonna be the bad guys this go around. Yeah. So I mean there there's definitely some positive things there. It's just a matter of, you know, saying and doing is two different things. That's always the case. I don't I think that the stimulus is needed. It's just like is this gonna be an executive order? Or is this gonna like cause Senate's not even looking at a stimulus package. It's going to have to go through bill and yeah, because like I don't even know when it's on the schedule for the Senate to look at it because they're looking at the anti-spying laws or whatever right yeah. now, which is anti-surveillance. Excuse me, which is is good to be looking at, but the stimulus isn't being looked at. And then it was sent to Congress like, over two weeks ago, uh, and now so it's like yeah. we need help, need help, need help. Well, it's kind of blaming the wrong people. Like look. Right. Write, write to your Congress people, write to your senators, do whatever. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's interesting in, in the, the work remote model because they're eyeing on the side of uh, normalcy, maintaining normalcy until we can't, and but also being responsible. So we, we joked about if we were in our, our location previous to this one where everyone sat five feet from one another, we would – Almost touching elbows. Yeah, we would yeah. be – Completely, like we would tell everybody to be remote yep, by now, for sure. But knowing that everywhere has their space and everyone can shut their door, or have space from one another, but also maintain a sense of normalcy, um, is almost like a, a value that we it's kind of hidden, like unexpected value. Yep. Because I lean on the side of I think that as we can, as this re, these reactions continue to escalate, I think that we will see a businesses of 15 or less should close mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think that, I think that may be what, what happens um, because I feel like the, the government's reaction is happening at a much faster rate than the circumstances are. Sure. Especially like in our own state, from my opinion. And with, with that, it's like, I don't, well, we haven't made a decision for the team. We haven't made it you know, public or solidified anything, but right. like making a mandatory remote for our team, knowing our, our circumstances are fairly safe and healthy. And it's kind of like we can maintain some normalcy. Sure. Where the rest and where the rest of things we can't control could be keeping that routine, keeping normalcy until we can't anymore, That's as right. opposed to like putting people in a two week mandatory work from home. And then it's a forced work from home yep. from the government. And yep. it's just like a, so much, yeah. It's stir crazy, so and, much, yeah. And, you know, just now we did, uh, we did close our Raleigh office. I mean, that's a little bit different yeah. of a story, right? I mean, have they know, closed that building yet? I haven't received any emails, surprisingly, yeah. because I mean, <laughs> the other day it was just a few weeks ago that a bad thunderstorm rolled through, like two or three in the afternoon, and I got an email that they were closing the office because it was going to rain hard. Um, when you can't even like. Where you park, you literally go under the building to get to your car. Yeah, like you don't have right? to go outside. You don't have yeah. to. It's it's incredible. But yeah. the uh, 
I don't know. I mean, it was, obviously that was the right decision there. There's thousands and thousands of people that are in that building every day. Um, but it's a totally different situation here. So. Even that floor, too. I mean, that floor where we are, it's mixed up of a lot of different people mm-hmm. and a lot of different, like, traveling business people and people who are in Raleigh from another area and using that, like, part of it as, like, a day office or something like that and just people coming in and out and all that stuff. It's so, I mean – that yeah. obviously a, a wise move. I'm su- that's what I'm surprised about. Not even just the building, but even the the office hub that we're in. Sure, it's kind of like I'm surprised y'all haven't. Yeah, exactly. The amount of people y'all have yeah. coming through because they're not like a group of. It's not like the architecture firm across the hallway. It's it's <laughs> <Right>. um. It, <laughs> there's a lot of people in there. Right. Um. One thing I want to touch on during this today was just you know some of the different ways that um. I put my phone on do not disturb the uh. Some of the different ways that I think, you know, different businesses or or at least agencies should be talking to their clients about what's going on right now, um, things that they can update, you know, s- simple information even from their, their Google My Business listing. And, you know, what if they are, what they've closed the office or they, they've closed the business and, um, you know, they, they can't forward the phone number. You should probably update the phone number to, you know, a cell phone or, or something yeah. like that or your hours need to be updated or or just put a post out there and say, hey, you know, effective immediately, we're closed until X date. Anything to just keep uh, their customer base informed. I think one of the biggest things that, that so many businesses miss that don't, that try to manage this for themselves, and, and we've got a handful of clients that we manage this for them, but the ones that try to do it themselves, they never get around to effectively communicating those updates to their customers. Yeah. And, you know, whether that be a social post or update in the GMB, like I said, um, and depending on what the organization is or how big it is, I think it's also important to make sure that whoever is relaying that information is somebody that's valid, credible, um, you know, an owner of the business or a manager of the business. You don't need, uh, you know, different staff putting out updates that may not be aligned with what you released as kind of like an official update, you know. Right. Um, and it's just, I don't know, I think it's important to almost develop if you don't already have some kind of a uh you know a formal get together team within that puts these updates out and makes sure that you're communicating this effectively yeah and so you mentioned something there about don't know how to effectively send their message i think do you think would you agree that that comes from people not knowing their audience i think so i think it's a mix of hysteria you know in times like these but you know honestly Maybe it isn't because they don't do it regardless. And yeah, but it's just that, you know, there, there is uh, a misunderstanding of their customers and not, not adapting and even, you know, saying, Hey, we've got, um, you know, delivery service available now for free for the next two weeks. And something simple is just like, you know, help keep your doors open here. Let's be smart about this. Yeah. I was just, we, they were just talking to me about an ad they're making. It says delivery, delivery and takeout free of charge. Free of charge, but then there's an asterisk at the bottom. It says for an increased price or something like that. For an increased price. For added, for added amount or something like that. Um, See, in my opinion, that's where that's where you step up as a business, and that's like your, that's what you're doing for the the greater good, right? I mean, right. it makes you look like, hey, you're contributing as a local business or whatever it may be to your community because you're waiving delivery fees or something along those lines. Like we were talking with. Um, uh, uh, Jeff that owns a couple local, uh, burger places earlier. And, and he was, 
he was inquiring about a local delivery service and I think they charged, I don't know, a few dollars per delivery. And he just went ahead and said, I'm, I'm going to eat that. I mean, no pun intended. I'm going to, I'm going to eat that, that charge. And, and I told him, I said, you need to make sure that, you know, people know that, you know, it's just a few bucks, but Hey, that goes a long way when, well, and that's even because even like Uber eats, like I've got a buddy who owns a, they own two steakhouses and he, they were going to do Uber eats and, and Grubhub and dine, diner dash, whatever it's called, door dash. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do all three of them. And they didn't do Uber eats because they're like $16, six ounce <laughs> and baked potato and salad with Grubhub. I mean, not Grubhub, Uber eats becomes like $25 because Uber eats already puts a margin yeah. on your, yep. on your item. Because they take a cut of the product. They take a cut of the meal, but they also take the fee you're paying. So it's like, we didn't do it. So I'm interested to see what the big ones do. Like, how do they how do they cut? It's good to hear restaurants cut, make, taking that cut and mm-hmm. eating that. But it's yeah. also like, what are they going to do? Knowing they're going to, knowing the volume is going to increase. Because in every, in every other industry, as volume increases, cost reduces. You know, yep. so I'm interested to see how that affects the big ones. Like you said, the Main Street versus Wall Street and also the local versus enterprise, right. how these things grow and change. Right. I don't know. I saw um, Uber CFO uh, Nelson Chai on uh, on CM- CNBC yesterday, and he was talking about uh, just the breakdown of their business in general. What are they experiencing um, with everything going on in the Obviously, the, so 25% of their business is Uber Eats. The other 75% is is obviously Uber. Um, he said they've already experienced a massive decline. He didn't state what it is, just a massive decline in regular Uber, but they're already obviously seeing an uptick in Uber Eats. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting, kind of fun to watch how it changes a business like that, depending on how long this goes, how much of that is now going to become a part of their business. Can they sustain that? And what's going to happen when things do get back to normal and it's, I don't know, you know, begins to decline. How much of that is going to change their entire business? Right. I, don't know. I, I think that'd be an interesting question to ask like a poll with one of our followings we have on different network platforms it would be like rank these and things you wouldn't do right now. Mm-hmm. Fly, take an Uber, Eat in public somewhere cruise. random. Cruise. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you can't take a cruise. Those are definitely shut down. Yeah. And then like a fourth option for like rank these and like you yeah. would never touch. It. I think taking an Uber would probably be pretty high. Well, it depends yeah. on where we are, I guess. Like if we're in a bigger city, I probably wouldn't take an Uber. No, I definitely would not. You where would we, not catch me in an Uber. Where we are now, maybe. I don't want to take the Uber in Greenville anyway. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, There's no telling who's going to pick you up. Those guys, Nelk, they... um. They they did a obviously they did like the Rona shirt uh, Rona season right. shirts, but they did a coronavirus prank. But they filmed it last Monday, so it was before it got super crazy in America. And they he wrapped himself in cellophane wrap and had like completely like his whole body except for like right here, so he can actually talk through it. <laughs> like right here, so he can actually talk through it. And he called an Uber and like he could, had his phone like this, and he's like, "Can you just?" 
can you tap it so they know I'm here? And he's like, can you sanitize everything? He's like having his Uber driver wipe everything. Now he's like, all right, can you wipe me down a couple, a little bit? And then like, he's like a mummy and like, just push me in. <laughs> but, and then the Uber That's guy great. drops him off and his dad runs up. He's like, you left before you were sprayed down. He's got Lysol spray. And he's just spraying him down. He's just <laughs> stand there wrapped in cellophane wrap, just like being safe. And the Uber driver obviously is just yeah. sitting there like, What's going on? Yeah, they're teasing one. They've set up yeah. a quarantine tent in the in their foyer of their house, mm-hmm. and they tease next week's video. They've ordered a pizza, and they've got three three people that live in their house in hazmat suits. And the Domino's guy like walks in, <laughs> and they like spray him down with this <laughs> industrial Lysol spray. It was like a fire extinguisher. It's just like just see his reaction. Yeah, those types of things. It's like I think where we are right now, America still sees humor in that. Like America is not like. Oh, don't well, until you don't start seeing about. thousands and thousands of deaths, that's when yeah. social justice warriors are going to come out. Oh, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, don't do funny. that. That's not funny. That's and not YouTube's going to remove it. Yeah. But it's it's also, I think it's it's interesting to me, too, is like the people who are talking about, oh, we're, we're very sanitary and we're sanitizing everything. You're First of all, you're a restaurant. You should have been sanitizing everything anyway. No way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Washing your hands on a yeah. regular basis, or like the salons and hair and barber shops and tattoo shops, we take sanitation very seriously. We're taking the utmost caution. Why weren't you doing yeah. this? What anyway? were you doing before that? <laughs> you shouldn't have to tell us this. It doesn't make us more comfortable. It makes us uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable to go back to them yeah. after things are back to normal. What are you? Yeah. What are you doing now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it is. It's good to know that. Um. There's in like everything like this, there's going to be industries that find a new light to shine through it. Right. There are going to be people just like when nine 11 happened. And just like when the stock market crashed, there are going to be people who are of the crook variety and there are. take advantage and gouge yeah. and take advantage and gouge. Um, luckily we're, we as a society are pretty on top of that right now. Yeah. You'll get uh, shut down pretty quick. Yeah. Or canceled if the, there's no actual law to do it. Yeah. So, yep. I think it's just important as a whole right now that everybody uh is in agency world is you're you're talking to your clients. Don't ignore oh, yeah, this yeah. and, you know, don't appear opportunistic. Talk to them about how to change your messaging for, you know, campaigns. I was talking to a partner yesterday that has a dentist um not too far from us and I was telling her, you know, uh she was talking about how they don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it's not don't have to go to the dentist right now right yeah and um you know people that are going to the doctor like my i told you right before we started the show um my one-year-old has yet again another double ear infection so now she's got to go to the doctor's office three days in a row to get a shot um my wife pulls up they made her stay in the car the entire time they had an escort come out walk them back to the room they did everything in the room like payment you know uh, the shot, everything, and then had an escort walk them back to the car. And it's just, so my point about the, the dentist's office and what they were, what they're saying is just, you know, who's going to really go get their teeth cleaned right now and just be around that environment if they don't have to. Yeah. Um, anyways, I was talking to her and I said, well, why don't, why don't you, you know, position some of the messaging with them that's around, uh, what's going on right now, try to make it a little bit more relevant. And, uh, you know, like the importance of dental hygiene and how it affects your immune system. Right. You know, it's not, you're not capitalizing, you're not calling out coronavirus, you know, this and that, but you're being 
you're being relevant to what's happening right now. And you're tr- yeah. you're still making yourself seem like, hey, this is probably a good idea to continue this forward. And there's now I didn't go into the medical scientific side of that, you know, whether right. that's true or not. But I mean, it's just, um, just looking at it a little bit differently to figure out what can we talk to our clients about and how can we make this, how can we even just update their messaging to make sure that they're staying relevant and doing everything that they can to maintain a relationship with their customers. Yeah. That's uh, to add on to that with the dentist thing. They can work away in there to talk about like, it's not digestible. Like I was talking a little bit earlier with someone else. Like the reason why people, the reason why places can still serve food is because this virus is not digestible. You can't, right. While it lives on surfaces for two to three days, it doesn't live on food. Like you can't get it from eating something that's on. So even including something like that, you know, because we have some other dental clients too. Hopefully they'll talk to us before they cancel. Right. Um, but I, I would go to a dentist before I would go to the clinic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, or anywhere, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a, I trust a dentist to be more sanitary. Yeah. Sanitary. Sure. And, and clean than the other places. Um, I got to find this. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't. They didn't try and separate the your wife and one year old because statistically, based sure. off everything's going, the the adult is more of the risk than the child. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because while they've while they found that like someone like two humans can pass the, the virus back and forth, one showing no symptoms, and then that one shows symptoms, they haven't. They had, to my knowledge, unless it's changed in the last day, they haven't confirmed. That a that a child can pass the virus. That's right. Yeah, which is there's been rumors of yeah. it, but no, definitely nothing confirmed. My uh, my brother's girlfriend is a uh, nurse at Duke, and we're all in a group chat together. and And last night, she said, uh, "FYI, new research is coming out that COVID nineteen might also spread through fecal oral route. So clean your tushies and bathrooms." Don't you do that? that anyway? Yeah, don't you do that anyways? <laughs> Like, I can't say I clean the toilet seat every time, you know, in between people. Maybe that's the point that she was trying to make, but I don't know. That's a fecal oral. I feel like this is, I feel like this is everyone's common sense plague. Like <laughs> we're teaching the whole world how to be basically clean. Maybe we should do an episode. It's probably not the right uh, show for it, but just a conspiracy theory episode. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, have I heard everything under this? I know you have too, but we can do that. All kinds of things out there. This week on Cows Come Home. Yeah. Everyone brings a different conspiracy theory for it. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be fun. Um, yeah, it's, I'm interested to see the fallout. I'm I'm interested to see what the new normal becomes, how we make that adjust, and then also how where the pendulum goes because we're we're still pushing the pendulum here from reactions. Like, where does it go when it swings yep. back, and then what is our new normal when it evens out? I don't think anybody knows until it bottoms out and yeah. from what everything that we're hearing and we're, we're still two to anywhere from two to four months. I mean, I've heard of yeah. from bottoming out. That's what I mean. Like our new normal for two months is going to be up here. Yeah. And then it's going to swing back and then yeah. we're going to have another one until sure. Like let's rewatch this May of 2021. That will be fun. And talk about like, how things have changed. Hopefully it will then. be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, it's going to be fun regardless. You it just will. Gotta, it will. That's a, that's a perspective problem. But, 
Um, All right. So with that being said, make a bet uh, or make a prediction rather of uh, when do you believe things will be, everything will be back online, everybody be back in the office and, you know, business as usual per se. I would say I don't think it's going to be normal. I think people will be back to work at the latest end of May. I, I was gonna, I was going to say June one, so we're yeah. we're uh, we're pretty in line with that. My gut tells me sooner. My gut tells me I think. Um, while I love talking about politics, I really talk about my actual opinion, like right. my actual beliefs. Right. Um, but I I honestly think that. When Trump said that about this will all be done by the end of April, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're crazy!" Da 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 da. I think that there's common sense in that. It's a virus. It's viral. If we if we do what we're supposed to do, like we're doing now, it's. I think it has potential to be gone. Like I said, latest end of May, but I think it, there's potential for it to be done into April. Sure, but I feel like. For people to truly believe it's gone and the overreactors to finally admit it and like heed warnings and, and actually get back to normal, I think it'll be end of May. And I think it will be sometime beginning of Q4 before the general public truly starts to trust the public again. Right. Right. Yeah. That's going to be, the, that's what I talk about with the new is. normal. Like yeah. we'll be back to work, but I don't know if those restaurants that were closed for six weeks at this point. Well, ten weeks at this point, but at that point, I don't know that they'll fill out their their locations until the fall. I saw a good uh, friend of mine over the weekend. He's a physician in the ER, and his prediction on that was: as soon as we see these warmer temps turn up, uh, that's it's like gonna. It, well, like you're right to yeah. your point. It's like everything, any yeah. any viral infection like this. I mean, it's you know, thank, every thank goodness that's the time of year that we're at where. About to come into it. Yeah, every virus is like, go sweat it out. Yeah. Go sweat it out. Yep. And I mean, last week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was 75 degrees, even higher. And right. then it turns around on Sunday. It's like 25 degrees. It was cold. Yeah, it, like, was. it was freezing yeah. cold on Sunday. Yep. And then it's been cool ever since. And overcast doesn't make anything better. No, you know? it doesn't. Nope. Well, do you have uh, anything else you think is, you know, relevant to uh, our agency audience in regards to at least what we know today with COVID-19. I think same thing, same thing I said a few moments ago would be the main thing I want people to remember from this is, um, it's like we talked about yesterday morning is understand that we can't control what the government does, whether you agree or disagree with their decisions, but it's up to people leaders. So if you're a manager somewhere, business owner, community involvement, things like that. You're, it's up to you. It's your responsibility to control a sense of control the momentum on the ground. Yep. And ultimately we need to value and protect normalcy with the utmost integrity, I think would be the right word. Um, because if we are in this for four to four to six months, um, routines normalcy are going to be what keeps us through and allows us to bounce back and or there may not be a bounce back sure you know we may there's not going to be a bounce back yeah. you know it's just figuring out that new normal but protect protect and preserve normalcy as best as you can 
um, and allow yourself to control the momentum for those immediately around you, that group of 10 that's right around you, that group of 20, um, stick on that route. It can't be 20 spins. It's 10 and less. Well, it's not a mandate yet. (laughs) As long as there's not a misdemeanor attached to it, keep doing it. That's right. That's right. Well, yep, I agree with all that. Uh, Communicating, uh, I've said a number of times already uh, on this episode, but just making sure that you're communicating effectively to uh, customers, uh, your staff, uh, whatever it may be, putting different contingency, activating your contingency plans um, that you have to make sure that, yes, you, you can retain things as normal as possible, but you've also got plans in place for... Um, you know, when, when it's just absolutely impossible to do that, that you've got a backup plan yeah. and just survive through this. You know, it's, there's no, there's such an unknown of, Hey, are we going to be done in 30 days? Or are we going to be done in, in, uh, three to six months from now? You know, not, and I don't mean done, but just a, Hey, we've bottomed out. Let's start building back up again and yeah. begin to tr- try to get back to that normal soon. And understand that things aren't going to be what they are. That's right. Not in a bad way, but it's like, wow, don't forget it. Like, don't get caught up in the clients who are screaming. Look for the ones who are also still talking to you. There you go. Like, exactly. We've gotten two of our clients we built websites for a long time ago have reached out about major site overhauls this yep. week. You yep. know, so it's like we have room on that side, but also it's like, Again, same thing. It's yeah. same thing with everything we do in the agency. It's like how do you get punched in the left in the left side of your face, but also like massaged on the right side. That's it's right. like how do you, yeah. which which do you decide to like really remember? Do you remember the wins? Do you remember the losses? So I truly think when we circle back and watch this uh, six months from now, uh, later this year, whenever it is that we're going to continue to see one of the biggest changes is the increase in digital, and I, I know it kind of seems a little cliche to say that, but with everything that's the e-com opportunity for today, the status quo is huge. But your point that you made a minute ago about even when we do get back to normal and regaining that trust of in person, yeah, that's going to take a long time. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, it's important for agencies, uh, especially obviously in the, in the, have any digital capacities to, be thinking about that and what they can capitalize on uh, throughout all of this and, and just be stronger on the back end. And yeah, and new business too. I yep. think that's going to be the biggest thing because those industries that die, those folks aren't going to just sit. They're going to make something. The, the successful ones are going to pivot and make a whole new business that's and they're right. probably going to look for your services you're not expecting. That's what I mean. It's just like. And learn from their mistakes. So. Yeah. Hopefully they're coming back and they're with a longer runway. Yeah, now they're <laughs> now they're going to listen to uh, to what you uh, p- pitched to them before. Only enter into pandemic proof businesses. Pandemic proof businesses. Yeah, can we get a list? Mm, I'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this has been good yep. uh, so far. Obviously, it's not exactly what we were expecting. No one probably was expecting anything like this from what they've had for the last few days. Um, the plan is to start season one next week, jumping back into imposter syndrome with a guest. If that changes, we will, they may be virtual. Yeah, we'll figure it out, but we will, we will definitely continue on with our weekly, uh, 
scheduled podcasts. And so, if you're watching my video, thank you very much. Did you have anything else? No, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Thanks if you're for watching, joining. If you're watching my video, please uh, leave a like, comment, subscribe. They're on YouTube. If you're listening audio only, uh, thank you so much. Please leave us a review. You can find us on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Um, I'm Spencer. This is Chris. We're Agency Basement. See you next week. basement is a react radio production all contents are filmed and edited in the react studio for past episodes as well as our sister shows check out reactradionc.com thanks for listening